Welcome to Books and Spirits. My name is Emma. And I'm Hannah. A little musical intro today. I always do the musical intro, Emma. <laughs> today is all about A Court of Frost and Starlight, book Bye. four in our Akatar series, a little Bye. novella. Sarah J. Mass. By Sarah J. Mass. This is her novella. Yes. So Hannah's going to explain the drink for today. Yeah, welcome folks. Um, I'd say it's been a hot minute since Emma and I recorded, but when you Things guys... are all coming out. <laughs> yeah, every other week. Yeah. So it's not like you guys know the difference all. between when we record or not. Um, so this week's drink, this bi-weekly drink, is called an icy winter cocktail because mm. this little novella takes place during the winter solstice in mm-hmm. Valaris. This drink contains, I feel like I'm talking in class. This drink contains vodka, lemon juice, champagne, but I got sparkling wine because I can't tell the difference. <laughs> and uh, Can you tell she's nearly 21? Mm-hmm. Emma's going to have to help me. Blue curacao. Curacao. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I made them a little strong because I don't actually have a thing to like measure ounces. <laughs> so we just... We just try it with the shot glass. We were, yeah, we were so guesstimating with the shot glass. Let's clink and drink. The more I sip on it, the better it tastes. Yeah. We also added a lot of extra lemon juice. I think if we didn't do that, I would be on my ASS very quickly. I am already. No, I'm kidding. Loki, though? I don't drink very often, so mm. I feel like it, it warms me up and yeah. I feel really good inside. Warm and fuzzy. Feel really good inside. Real good, and I said slutty for some reason. <laughs> All right, moving <laughs> on. Um, but Emma and I do plan on getting very drunk after this. Yep. And I do have an 8 a.m. class in the morning and a 9.30 class. Will I be going? Probably not. <laughs> if I'm going, I'm dragging Emma with me. She'll just sit oh there. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> you in fucking in pharmacy school? No, I was not made for that life. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Back to the novella. <laughs> Overall ratings. You can go first. I Because I want to hear what you're going to say before I say something. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I think I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Um, it didn't wow me. I wasn't, like, enthralled. I think it was, like, a perfect little wrap-up of the first three. Yeah. I, I think it was well written. I think it was I loved how we got different points of view in this one. It was a lot of different POVs. Um, but I mean the plot line wasn't crazy, wasn't anything heavy. You know what I mean? Like it was just a nice little wrap up, I feel like I, like a feel good one almost for me. Yeah, I gave it a three out of five stars as well. So I wonder what you said first, because if yeah. you give it five, I was gonna be like, I feel like an ass. No, um, I gave it three just because, like, when I was reading it, I was getting kind of bored because I was like, I want something to happen, but like yeah. nothing majorly happened besides actually seeing a different character's point of view, which is very interesting to see, like Cassian's versus like Moore's. Um, we for saw sure. Nesta's for like a hot second, yeah, but no Amarin. Mm-mm. No Elaine. Mm-mm. The most disappointing. No Asriel. Oh. I was mad core upset. I know. I was really upset. I, I wanted to see him so bad. I love Asriel. But I think I didn't mind nothing happening just because the first three are so heavy. Yeah. You know, I mean, the first three are so 
Hetty, there is not a single page that you can skip without being so confused. Like you, every page is necessary for the plot line in the first three. Whereas this one was kind of nice to just have like fluff almost. Yeah, I guess this book was a lot like in the characters' heads. Mm -hmm. It wasn't um, plot driven. Mm -mm. It was character driven. Mm -hmm. Like it's like when you read Alice Six, it's very in the character's head majority yeah, of the time. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what this book was like. I, which was fine, but I got. Like I said, bored. bored. I was like waiting for something I mean, to happen. It's only two hundred pages, though, so you're so kind of like skimming for something to happen or some sort of conversation with someone. Yeah, you know, and that's just how I thought. But it was sure. good. There are points in it that I really liked that they like talked about. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that now. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's start starts. <laughs> Voice crack. <laughs> Let's see here. My book is already at the beginning, so I have to scroll all the way to the top. It starts with Feyre. All, all right. right. Okay, so nice and short and sweet. Nice, short, and sweet. Um, so I think what we're gonna do is just go through each character, kind of going not from least significant, but from going from like who has the smallest um role role in this novel. Role. Yeah. Obviously, Elaine, Fushin, Tamlin, and Azriel are honorable mentions. We will be talking about them because I need to talk about Elaine in a little yeah. bit. We'll do that at the end. I need to talk about Tamlin too. We gotta talk about Tamlin. Um, so we're going to start with Moore's little chapter. Okay. I don't even know. She just, like, has a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is that just it? Is that what yeah, her whole thing was just saying? Like, I think it was, like, just showing her independence and, like, showing that Moore. I feel like Moore is struggling more in this book. <laughs> like, like, not to get deep with it when this one was supposed to stay light. But, like, her father never bothered her that bad. Until now. Until now. And it's like she couldn't even like have like witty comebacks when they went to Hewn City. And it's like, why now? You know what I mean? So I think this was just like a nice little I mean it was kind of dumb. It really wasn't necessary. It were, I mean, there's that whole point where it does like the flashback to actually like what happened to Moore. Yeah. And you see that like because you know Eris and them all found her and they wouldn't touch her. Mm -hmm. Which I understand politically why you would not touch her because then he said if you touch her then she's ours to yeah. take care of which i get why eris did that mm -hmm. doesn't make it right mm -hmm. um but they nailed like they nailed like they nailed spiked her. nails into her mm -hmm. three of them mm -hmm. in her stomach oh when i read that i like freaked out terrible um but yes her just like riding her horsey to um her little house and that's when resan kind of asks her to um, be a liaison. 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 Um, and she's kind of like, are you doing this? Cause like my father, like, I don't want to hide like all this stuff. Like she doesn't want to feel like belittled by her father and like not show up. And like, she doesn't want him to think she's a coward. Yeah. Um, she doesn't want him to win basically. Yeah. Which is understandable. Yeah. So she's going through a lot of like emotional turmoil. I feel like in this, um, I feel like this is chapter. all about like emotional turmoil. Yeah. Like I'm Cassian more nesta yeah Feyre and reese a little bit like you know what i mean yeah all right so from more we'll dive into cassian i loved this he was like this? a broody boy this whole oh, time and he only gosh. had like three chapters but i love it because we finally get a glimpse of some character development you know what i mean we yeah. get his history we get like him like where he's going and what he's gonna try to do you know what i mean like yeah. we see why training the girls is so important to him i mean and they they briefly touched on why it was important to him before as well but now we like we like see the stories and he goes to the old 
village that he burned down and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like and I I love Cassian I love his banter I love how protective he is of his family I I love that like he's protective but he's also the jokester you know what I mean like you can always count on him for like that comedic relief yeah and I like in his particular parts or when Reese and Cassian were together their political talk about the Illyrians Mm. Um, I thought that was like a good thing, like not a good thing, because there's obviously distent within the Illyrian community with mm-hmm. the High Lord and everyone. Yeah, they're and mad stuff. that they sent them off to war because a lot of them died. Yeah, and I think you see a really good part of to how good Cassian really is mm-hmm. when he goes to that little store in the town and, yeah. and he oh, buys everything. So but he's like, don't tell them it was me or else they won't take it. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good part. I thought that character was going to come back, that, like, girl. But I don't and know. I guess might, we, we might book. see in the next book. But I thought it was a good part. And then also hearing them talk about, like, um, like I guess some people are going to, what's it called, the blood rite? Mm-hmm. About how some yeah. people are going to the blood rite and that – um. Yeah, it's real. Like, well, we should knock out the few like ones that are talking. And Cassie's like, dude, we can't do that. Like, I yeah. like hearing that. Like, he has pride. As much as he hated where he came from, he has pride for what he went through there. Asriel hates where he came from. He doesn't even refer to himself as Lyrian anymore. Yeah. Like, that's really seen in the last book. But I think it's it shows not like in the past two books we've seen the Night Court as such like good people like mm-hmm. seeing Mist and Fury and also seeing a war of um, yeah they were kind of like wings of ruin no wrong almost and I like in this part where it's suggested like do we just need to cut it out like mm-hmm. I like how they show that discussion yes because mm-hmm. it you don't want to think that oh my god there are these amazing people like whatever they're Good people. Yeah, Reese was like, we can't kill our way out of this one. But they're like, you know, like, they thought about it. Because mm-hmm. any any person in power is obviously going to do think things that aren't particularly should be see the light of day. But um, yeah. I like that part a lot um, yeah. with Cassian. And then we see Cassian get all his feathers rattled up for, uh, <laughs> for Miss Bitch Nesta. <laughs> I feel like you can't talk about one without the other kind of right now. Because it's like... You don't, even, I don't even know what's going on with them. Nothing. They hadn't he, spoken to each other. Yeah, like why? After she literally was about to die for him, yeah. they did not speak. She refused to talk to him. I cannot. And Nesta's living cannot in Cannot like, fathom. Nesta's like living in the slums. Like she ain't got no money. She became a slut. Not to slut shame, because, you know, you do you. We don't like Nesta right now. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, I honestly, like, could not stand her this book. And when we were talking last um, book and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I'm excited to read her book. And you're like, I can't. I hate her. After, like, after I read this book, I'm like, I don't even matter if I even read the next yes. one. I can't stand her right now. I know. She's so miserable for no reason. But even so, like, her chapter just felt, like, empty. Not yeah. in the way that, like, nothing happened. But, like. There was no emotion behind it. No. It was completely, like. Dull. Like. Yeah, like you didn't know what she was thinking. She was just like going through emotion, which yeah. I feel like is kind of what happened to Favor on the beginning of um, yeah. A Court of Mist and Fairy. So I guess we'll see but where that's like going. I felt so, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why, but like for Feyre, I just like, like I wanted to just like shake her and be like, get out of it, get out of it. But with Nesta, I'm like, you miserable bitch. Like, God. It's because she had no like, we haven't seen Which, inside yeah, her head. Have, like, a character arc at all. Yeah, not yet. Um, and I, she was so like, just letting 
Reese and Farah pay her rent, pay her bar tabs. She's bringing home these random guys every night. And the only person she goes to talk to is Amron. She doesn't even see Elaine. I know, and you'd think, right? Like, and I know we, like, touched on earlier in the earlier episodes about, like, mental health and, like, what that looks like. And and if that is what Sarah J. Moss is, like, trying to portray here, that's a whole different conversation. But it's, like... Unless Sarah J. Mass is trying to really explain, like, the low of the low. Like... Yeah, I mean, Like, crap. that point in time when you hit the floor. Yeah. And, like, if Nesta's at that point... Yeah. ...where she hits the floor. Yeah. Because I think losing her father, that was her last... But she didn't even cling. give a shit about him. Like, that's what I don't understand. Because I know she never got along with the father, but it might have been her last string to humanity. Yeah. Um, that's a good Because, like, their it. house is broken, burnt down. They're yeah. all fey now. Yeah. She's not going back to the human... Like... I know. She's no longer, like, there. And you never know. She doesn't really... You don't know what's going on in her head. Like, there could be something going on with the cauldron that we don't know. True. You know? Yeah, it doesn't I guess really we... touch on, like, her power or anything. It just... You don't know what's going on. Mm-mm. And she does not tell us what's going on. She's still so rude, though. To Cassian, too. Like, you mean... And even at the solstice. Like... Part that broke my fucking heart is when... She and Cassian were walking home, and like she went to talk to Cassian, and she goes and he pulls out that box and he throws it in the river. I was like, I want to know what it was. I want to know. Shout out Abby. I know you brought that up. Oh, she did. She did. (laughs) Um, I was like real upset about that because in my head you're thinking, is it a wedding ring? But then like, wait, they haven't talked. He would not. Cassian gifting a wedding ring? Are you serious? No, it was probably something like. A pen, maybe? Might have been a weapon. But it was in a small box. I thought it was a... Was it a small box? I reckon. I don't know. I recall. I'll look right now. Um, That was one of the later chapters, right? It was the last Cassian point of view. Okay, let's see. Let's see. I might scroll faster than you scroll. A small wrapped parcel. So he doesn't... He was in his pocket. Wasn't it? No, it doesn't say. It just says it lifted. He lifted the small wrapped present. What was in his hands? It was in his hands. Oh. See, so I, I thought I'd he imagined. Pulled, I thought he pulled it out of his pocket. No, I imagine like I a. It was like a. Imagine like an eight by nine box, and I'd imagine like a really pretty dagger. Oh. That was maybe like. I don't know. They thought her power was death, so maybe they, maybe it was something representing death or something like that. Probably that a was very thoughtful that I imagined. gift. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Probably. Huh. I really thought it was like a small, like a ring box. No. Maybe not necessarily a ring. Maybe like a pair of earrings, but not that she would wear them. But um, no. I thought it was that. But I liked how um, Cassian also, even though he has like not distent towards Nasta right now, but it's not distent. It's descent. Just shut up. And descent right now. You keep saying that. He has descent right now. (laughs) And, um, but he still views her as a very powerful and very respectable person. Because he also refers to her as, like, she's, like, not more working than an Illyrian. But he, like, refers to her, like, as Illyrian. Mm -hmm. For some weird sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened with them. Nothing really else with them necessarily. Not really. I, I mean, we find out that right after the war, she basically told Cassie and she doesn't want anything to do with him. 
Rude. And she said that's really everyone. And that was what broke my heart because it's like you have all of these people wanting to help you. You have all of these people. And it's like, I don't, you're already taking their money. Live with them. Try to work through it. Be there for your sister at least. Like I don't understand. Elaine was everything to her. Everything to her in the last book. When Elaine was taken, she didn't care that Feyre immediately went into danger. She was like, you go get Elaine. Like, like her, Elaine was everything. And then you're telling me her father's death, who Elaine is also his daughter. Elaine's going through a lot right now, too. Oh, my God, so much. But, like, you're telling me that was what made you cut Elaine off? I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I guess we'll see in the next book. But moving on to Elaine slash... Lucian slash Azrael. Um, Elaine's going through it too because she's still very upset about. We never see her point of view, but no. we know she's very upset about um, her. Grayson. That's the same Grayson, and she's still wearing the ring. No, right? no, she's not. No, he oh, took it. Didn't? Yeah, he did take it. Um, but she's still very upset about that. But I feel like I'm she's kind of at the point now where it's like get over it. Yeah, I guess, but she's trying. About, like the marriage, not so much like the human life. Get over the marriage. Yeah. He was in her face telling her these terrible things to her. And she's still holding on to that. Like, babe, you're delusional. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, the toxic, but I think it's more, I don't think she actually is like mourning the marriage or mourning him. I think at this point, she straight up says, does Feyre straight up says to Lucian when Lucian comes back for the first time for the solstice. I thought that was an excuse. No. Dude, swear to God, it was an excuse. I was like, because at this point, she's like really pissed off at Lucian. She's like, oh, what? So I, like, because Faye was like, why don't you try and talk to him? Maybe he'll come around. She's like, well, come around and love him and accept, like, be his mate. Like, oh, I don't know. Just have a civil conversation with the dude. Yeah, but. You standing around like a statue. But that's what Elaine's argument is. And I feel like Faye can't break that to Lucian. Yeah. And be like, oh, I know. she wants and then nothing Moore to was do like, with you. You just need to let them heal on their own time. Yeah. And I get what Moore was saying because she was like, oh, like, Farrah, you feel like you created this problem, so you feel like you need to fix it, and you don't need to do that. You need to just let it. But how is that ever going to get anywhere? He's always off in the human realms, in the spring court, doing whatever, and she's always in the gardens. Neither of that, like, Something needs to change. You know what I mean? Like, good lord, it's so uncomfortable and it's so awkward. I feel like that's the point that's supposed to be. I know. It's, like, supposed to be that way. Did it kind of make you sad when she, like, um, unwrapped his gift, when Elaine unwrapped Lucian's gift, and she, like, didn't really like it? The, like, spellbound gloves that, like, were going to keep her hands dirty. I know. Like, I'm like, oh, that's so thoughtful. But then Farrah was like, oh, I wonder if Elaine didn't like that, if she likes the feeling of her hands getting beat up and dirty and muddy. And I feel like that was kind of like a, um, just like saying to how Lucian doesn't understand Elaine and doesn't get Elaine, whereas like Asriel kind of does What did Asriel get her again? Oh. No, I don't think Asriel got her anything. She got Asriel those the, the tea, the the potion for the, for headaches. the headaches. That was the oh, I love that. Thing. I just wanted to talk about that because like she didn't get like anyone else a gift. 
No. She only got Azriel. Yeah. And she was like, it's because you always, like, when you're talking rub to you, you always temples. rub her temples. It's, like, the most thing that it's, like... It's very. It was very lighthearted of her. And very, like, observant, where she's, like, she thinks he's... But he's really just probably, like, he's annoyed. Yeah. Like, annoyed with them. Not that he has actually had a headache. And I love that Azriel just started laughing. And yeah. it was so cute, because I love Azriel. And, like, it was such a good... I love that Azriel scene. deserves the world. Yes. Oh my God. I don't know if Elaine's going to be the one to give him that. But, you know, they have some cute moments. They do. I think if Elaine's going to get with any fey man, I feel like it would be Asriel. Because I feel like she feels so naturally no drawn idea. to him. Personally, I think she feels very drawn to him. And yeah. he feels very drawn to her. Yeah. Like she's see. all nervous around him. Yeah. She gets all, like, weird. I know. She does. And he does, too. But, like, she's not like that around Lucian. She's very, like... Because I think she hasn't fully accepted her fayness yet. And the mate bond is kind of, like, throwing that in yeah. her face. But she's getting used to fay. You can see that she's making an effort. Yeah. When she... When she no, was she's about, getting there. Well, no, because I think the main part where you actually see that, like, in the writing mm-hmm. is when, like, they're talking about the males. And she calls him, like, a man. And Feyre's like, it's, it's a male. And then, like... You see her correct herself mm-hmm. in conversation, but then you see Nesta being like, "Not with you, males." Like Nesta fully is like, yeah, "This still is bold. rejecting it." Yeah. yeah, and I think you see that transition in uh, Elaine, but mm-hmm. not in Nesta. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's Elaine and Nesta, Cassie and Azrael. Then we get into Mister Resand. Uh, Take it away, Amasu. I love this man. <laughs> I love this man. I literally texted Hannah and I was like, I get that's that they're paragraph. like faded mates and like that's why it's so perfect. But I'm like, I just want what they have, man. The way that he like banters with her and like he understands her need for space and she understands his need for space, yet they come together at these moments and are there for each other when they need it. It's beautiful. I'm like, Damn, I want that so bad. And then I told Emma, "Yeah, I get it." But I'm like, "We'll talk about it." <laughs> uh, like, here's the thing: it's like in theory, that's beautiful, right? Because they just get each other and yeah. stuff like that. But then again, it's like in real life, you're never gonna find that because you no, actually aren't gonna have work some... for someone to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, they put a lot of work into their friendship and stuff. But once they were mated, it was like they yeah. just—it was just a perfect relationship, which I get. I love recent. I love how he puts. Um, Favor first over anything. Oh, 100%. And how. It's also my favorite thing when they're both, like, they're both just, like, fully in, like, in the middle of doing work, in the middle of doing this. And then, like, down their mind link, they send, like, little sexy images or little sexy thoughts. And I'm like, oh, no, get the it, girl. The scene is when they went up to the cabin. <laughs> I was dying. And, and she was sending him the images in the in cabin. The and he got kicked out of the sauna. <laughs> That oh. was so funny. And then it was just like her and Moore sitting on the couch, just like, like giggling. giggling like little girls. I was like, <laughs> this is such a wholesome moment. I loved that snowball fight because I love, I, <clears throat> one of my favorite things throughout this entire series has just been like the, re- the, the platonic relationships, like the friendships in this series are to die for. Like Reese, Azrael, and Cassian. And then, like, Feyre and more, And you know what I mean? Like, it's beautiful. Like, all the... more and Reese, even though they're technically cousins, but, like, friends, whatever. Amran, you know what I mean? Like, 
oh, I love it. And I love that, like, Feyre is still discovering all of these things. You know what I mean? I like that, like, while, yes, a lot of it was easy, I like that she's still figuring everything out and, like, learning all of these things. You know what I mean? Like. And figuring out her relationships with yeah, these people, Yeah, like, where too. they all fit. Yeah. I like that, too. Um, Reese didn't really have major, like, mm-hmm. plot. I mean, none of the characters really did. No. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all with Reese. We just call, saw him, like, I feel like supporting Cassie and supporting Favor, mm-hmm. just being very of a supportive character. I think character. he was definitely overwhelmed work-wise because he, like, didn't really oh, yeah. know. He was like, do I focus on the Illyrians? Do I focus on the treaties? Do I focus on the wall? Like, do I focus on rebuilding Valaris? Like, yeah. There's a lot going on in the Night Court right now. There's a lot going on in... And they're kind of taking the responsibility yeah, but... for rebuilding. Yeah. Almost forgot to mention. Um, Rhysand going to see Tamlin. <gasps> I almost moved on straight this to Feyre. Girl, I have some mixed feelings. Because part of me wanted to be like, yeah, you go. You stick up for your woman. But then a small, small part of me like, was like... Don't that, man. He's already... like, like. But he really did deserve yeah yeah he had those small redeeming moments throughout the series where he like gave her the wind and he like helped them escape and reese her. even says that because like that's not enough it's not He's like slap stop slitching my wife like stop oh my god every i mean it's not nice to like list out everyone's pros and cons but good lord his con list is long compared to his pros <laughs> Like, good I Lord. like that little statement you said. That yeah. was so cute. Yeah, I think, well, the whole point of him going over there was to, like, have, like, a decent conversation with Tamlin and, like, whatever. And you go in, and Tamlin's there, and, like, he sent Lucian out hunting. And yeah. Reese is like, really? Like, you're ridiculous. And then goes into the whole thing, and then he ends up, like, leaving. Yeah. And he... He realizes that Tamlin doesn't have anything warding his house. Just, like, he's, like, like, Tamlin's, like, asking for it basically he's like asking for someone to kill him i think yeah. reese said that at the end of that chapter where he, he was did. like i think he wants someone to kill him yeah, to winnow into his it. bedroom and kill him yeah which is kind of depressing because it's it like depressing. i mean to be not, fair it's not Tamlin, nice to see someone get like to see a character get like that and someone who we liked so much in the first book like it's yeah. not like it's a character that we yeah inherently hated like yeah, it wasn't a villain like straight here like yeah heiress like it's someone that we like kind of yeah. like fell in love with him mm-hmm. the first book and then we just see his complete character downfall yeah but i feel like then again it's like he's always an arrogant character he, he was. was always ignorant yep um and now it's like i feel like once Feyre took the rose covered glass off of him mm-hmm. like took off her little rose yeah it took it off for all of us yeah for sure um but i do want to see a redemption for him yeah i i don't know if we're gonna get it i I what I do feel bad about is the destruction of his entire court. Yeah, that's what I feel and bad about. You and know, I know Pharaoh I, was kind of responsible for that one. I know, and I know why Pharaoh did it, and I get yeah. that it was necessary, kind of. But like that part of it makes me feel bad because it's like even if Tamlin might deserve to be down in the dumps and this and that, the whole court doesn't necessarily deserve to suffer you know what i mean and they are suffering because their leaders down they're they're right next to these human lands that are being rebuilt i'm sure they're rebuilding too you know what i mean so that part of it i'm just like man those things but another large part of me is like what did you think was gonna happen dude yeah and then after that you know lucian got kicked out tamlin sent him back mm-hmm. with a, a 
black eye. Yeah. And um, we saw that. But then doesn't Resan go back a second time? Yeah. Just to basically say I'm sorry. Yeah. But not without. But like. Being a dick. But like It's not. It wasn't so much an I'm sorry. It was more so because it was when that elk. He was like in like the basement kitchen with the elk. Yeah. And Reese like used his magic to like Give sear him, him up meal. into steaks. Yeah. He was like eat Tamlin eat. Kind of reminded me of when Feyre fed Reese, like, gave me same vibes. Reminds me of when just like the Reese made Feyre eat. Oh, fair. Ooh, I fair. think I think fair, Reese fair. is just very empathetic yeah. and just knows when someone needs help, and he's able to put away his own feelings to really save someone. Not saying that he went out like that, like he didn't want to save Feyre and make her eat, but I'm saying that that's just him as a person. It's yeah. just very one hundred percent giving. Yeah, and I yeah. And oh well, that's his. Didn't Tamlin say, "Like, did does Fera forgive my palate? No. Did he say something he about says, apologizing? And Reese he was is... like, "A he was like, an apology isn't even going to be. She wouldn't even accept my apology if I gave it. So why would I give one?" And Reese of... would say, "Like, well, you haven't given one. Or yeah. is that what he said? He said because probably... um, Tamlin mentioned something about was it was it the wings? I think it was killing his parents." And did you forgive was, me? For did you ever that? forgive me for that? And Reese was like, "I've never heard an apology." That was it then. And then yeah. I think Reese thought something along the lines of like, "Well, Thera hasn't gotten one either." And then Tamlin could like kind. Of, I think it was a kind of like a reading his eyes type of deal. Yeah. Where Tamlin was like, "I don't think either of you want one. Want an apology." So like that was kind of it. Yeah, and that was kind of the end of that, you know. But we did see Reese and be a protective boyfriend <laughs> or husband. Yeah. And then um. I was surprised that Feyre didn't have any interest at all. I think when she closed off that part. She was just done. She couldn't go through that anymore. That's fair. I mean, she couldn't even, like, kiss Rhysand when they were in the same, like, castle. Yeah. You know, so I feel like she just is, for her own healing, she just can't have him in his life which happens a lot for people that were in that have broken broken up in relationships like mm-hmm. some people can be friends with their exes but other people are like i just need to do that whole no contact thingy yeah not saying that their relationship was merely just like boyfriend girlfriend but in like no i get what you're saying our that. terms is like yeah yeah you know so i think she wasn't i don't think she was being bitchy i don't think no, she was no. being oh my God, no not at all it was just kind of surprising that like she didn't even want to shove it to him. Like, she was, like, so at that. Like, she's so yeah. at that point where, like, that's not even worth it for her. Yeah. Whereas, like, Reese is kind of, like, I want to, I want to, I want to be a little, a... I want to be a little toxic here and, like. <laughs> he felt really bad about it. No, he did. And that's, like, he is an old, that, that's what makes him better than Tamlin. Yeah. We see that. Mm-hmm. And we get favorite darling. Yes, favorite. And he calls her favorite darling. He does darling call her favorite darling. It was so he cute. Happy, stol- happy solstice. And birthday. Darling. Yeah. Anyway, I liked her little parts. Hers was mainly what was covered in this book. Yeah. Um, We go through her little, not turmoil, but her... Um, I think part of her healing process. A lot of her healing process. Yeah. She's like finally getting into the groove of like the high lady work. I think her and Reese are both fairly overwhelmed, but I guess if you just want a war... The normal amount of work that comes from that. I don't know. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're like navigating like that relationship and then she's trying to learn how to paint again. She got them all paintings for Solstice. Yeah. Solstice. I thought that was really sweet. And I thought it was something only Fair could give. You know what I mean? Like 
Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. The fact that she never explicitly described the paintings to us. I know. Makes you think what she painted. But if I feel like if we were to reread um, A Court of Wings and Ruin, mm-hmm. do you know how she would say, oh, I want to paint that? Yeah. I swear yeah, we could, those are we what could she pinpoint, painted. Yeah. What she painted for each yeah. person. Because she mentioned that. Did she? About the titles. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think, I think she did say... Something yeah. along the lines of that. So you mean you wonder if she got Azriel the painting of yeah. him and Elaine in the darkness and the Ooh, light. You know, you yeah, wonder you wonder what kind of thing hmm. she's doing. That's all I'm going to say about that. And I think it was interesting what she chose to paint for Reese. Oh, her as the beast? Yeah, or Boris, what she saw when she looked yeah. into the mirror. I just thought out of all of her moments, because she did have a bunch of fairly low moments, if you would reckon. Yeah. But uh, that one, it's like she chose to show her mate the Who darkest part of her. I think it was. And he said how beautiful. Yeah. I think it was her showing him who she is. Yeah. The good, the bad, everything. Yeah. I feel like it was very beautiful. I mean, 100%. you would have, I would have died if it was a picture of him naked. <laughs> sure was, Can you imagine? That's what, like, I imagined at first. And then when she said the whole thing with the Ouroboros, I was like, oh, it's like that. And I'm like, it's. Yeah. Nice that she's fully vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. And that's just how the relationship is. Quick side note. Yeah. Love Amrit and Varian. <laughs> love them. Gets her all these jewels and she he buys more for her. Yep. <laughs> I love that too. Yep. Love him. Uh, Amrit's so funny in this yeah. one. Um, yeah. And then Feyre, you know, she gets that shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they just gave it to her. Yeah. And she opens up a thingy to help kids paint is that what it is i yeah i think it's just like an art studio and it's to like help children paint their feelings kind of yeah because she was because i know like her conversation with reese she was like if painting makes me makes me feel better do you think it can make other kids feel better so she like opens up this like business non-profit essentially yeah essentially all the classes are going to be free and it's like her and another lady what was her name Racina? Yes. Her and Racina. And then the Weaver, too, is, was mentioned that she was going to teach some classes as well. Oh, yeah, with the Void. Remember Void and Hope? I love that. Mm-hmm. I love nice it hanging in there. Yeah. And then- a lot of nice, I feel like, in this book, just like overall, a lot of nice full circle moments for Feyre and Reese. That's because that's really what I felt like this book was, was like kind of like the wrap up of their journey. Yeah. They're like, you know, I mean, it's not obviously the end because there's another book, but there, no, but because there wasn't no, there wasn't no time, <laughs> there wasn't any time to wrap it up in Wings and Ruin. No, it was so just I feel like, like the end. Yeah, but in this one, we got like a nice little like, it was basically an extended epilogue if you think about it. Oh, for sure, that's all it really was. But you know what? I'm glad I paid for it. Oh my god, yeah, it, it like I said, like it's, it's a really nice read. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not heavy. It's not. It's it's nice. Yeah, it gets me set up to hate Nasta even more yeah. for her own book. And then we see the final part of Resand in uh, Favor's little oh yeah story um, with Reese's uh, Winter Solstice gift to Thera, which is um, a plot of land, mm-hmm. and that she can build whatever kind of house she wants. A garden free lane. Please build a nursery, is what he says. <laughs> Yeah, and, they were trying um, for babies the night th- of the winter solstice. Yeah, that's what they were doing, yeah. 
because they're so rare. And she's like, why don't we just start now? Yeah, oh, so cute. I know. So hopefully we see some of that maybe in the next book or unless Sarah. I got Sarah, some spoilers you did. for the next book. Or maybe if it's in the following book, but something happened. They have yeah. to, because pregnancy has been brought up the last book and now this one. Yeah. So I definitely think they're going to. Yeah. Sarah J. Mass is definitely going to give us something to do with pregnancy in the next book. Probably. Even though it is Nesta and Cassian's story. <sighs> I was told you still get a decent amount. My my friend said it was like 90% Nesta and Cassian and then like 10% the rest of everybody else. So you okay. do get a decent little snippet of everyone else. Okay, that's good then. So hopefully they'll have their little time to shine and hope yeah. they have a baby on the way. Fingers um, crossed. I think that's just yeah. kind of how the book ends. And then you said you read the little snippet of Silver Flames. I did not. Yeah. I didn't get that far. I did. I read the end and I was like, the end. <laughs> I was like, check mark done. I'm going to tell you what happens in the sneak peek. All right. So um, thank you guys for joining us. If mm-hmm. you do want to give us a follow on Instagram, it's Books and Spirits Podcast. Books and. And. Yeah, Books that's what Spirits. And Spirits. And it's um the logo that's on Spotify or wherever you listen to. That's the same profile picture. Mm-hmm. And we kind of post our little schedule we have going on right now. And yeah. we're doing bi-weekly right we now. We try to post more often, too. Yeah, on the account. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just um we're both students. Yeah. So we kind of post when we can. But um, we're doing bi-weekly right now. You never know what the summer we yeah. could do. More as... often, less often. Yeah. And we after... also don't want to, like, burn ourselves out. We want this to still be fun. So yes. we're just going to kind of go with the flow. Yeah. And we also hope to cover more um, standalones coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because we know a lot of, like, listeners maybe haven't read uh, Court of Thrones and Roses because this is my first time reading it. Yeah. Um, so I think our next books are going to be. Um... I know this was a long series, but we'll do a bunch. We'll do a couple standalones. Before we dive into, I think we're doing. Let's not release that yet. Ooh. Let's keep that one secret. Fishes. Okay. So, yes. So, thank you guys for joining us this week. Mm -hmm. Fun, folks. Bye.